It's Tuesday again, and welcome back to the How to Life podcast. How are you all doing today? My name is Dr. Laura Jaggett, and I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. This is episode 78. I often do shows that teach a specific lesson, give specific instruction, or inspire you to keep going or be better. But whatever the topic, I really hope to give you something that will help you or offer a point of view that you hadn't considered before. We are all on our own journeys doing things in our own way, but your own journey doesn't mean that you have to be a lone wolf trying to do it all by yourself. Today's episode is about the importance of a vibrant inner circle. My guest is Cara McLaughlin. She is a writer and an encourager, and you will find out that that is so true. And she's here to tell you not only how to create your own circle, but explain how important these have been in her own life and how allowing these helpers and guides into your life will reflect and remind you of your best self. Hi, Cara. Welcome to the How to Life podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Dr. Laura. It's great to be here. We're going to be talking about your crew, <laughs> not just your family or your friends. I like the way you describe it, a vibrant inner circle. I, I'm ready to get into that, but I, I would love you to please just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing these days. Of course. Yes, I'm Cara McLaughlin. And um, I would describe myself as a writer and an encourager. But more than that, deeply, I believe I'm a storyteller. I've always loved to write and share encouraging stories. And my dream as a kid was really to be like the next Lois Lane, if you will. And so one of my first jobs actually was working for my hometown newspaper in high school. And at that point, I thought I had arrived. And so that love of storytelling really inspired me to study grown-up version of storytelling, which is what I would say journalism. So I ended up studying journalism and um, my undergrads in journalism, my master's is in advertising. I ended up working in virtually every form of storytelling from my hometown newspaper to working for a tiny radio station, writing ads for them, and also with CEOs in the corporate world. I loved working with different brands through in the advertising agency business. Um, I worked for a while on the McDonald's and Sprint and Starbucks business in the agency world. And that was a really fast-paced and fun lifestyle. But I just decided to take a break from all that. And I ended up homeschooling my son for 10 years. And that was an amazing adventure and creating a feast of learning. And it helped me redeem my own education, if you will. So that was a wonderful adventure. But now I'm a, currently a full-time writer and storyteller and encourager. And I love to share encouraging stories and help people discover what's best for their life and their best selves. And so as you can see, that storytelling is all about encouragement. So I'm so excited to share today about the life-giving power of creating a circle of encouragers, because I believe life gets great in a circle. Wow. That was so beautifully said. Yes. Encouragement, encourager. I've never heard anyone describe themselves as that, but you definitely are. I am. My whole platform is about encouragement and encouraging others. You can't go wrong when you encourage someone. Nothing bad comes of that. So let's talk about this vibrant inner circle. Tell me, what does that even mean? What is an inner circle? Well, a circle, I like to put it as quite simply as encouragers who agree to show up and remind you of your best self. Because I believe if you want to live your best life, you've got to circle up. 
And uh, how all this got started for me is when I had what I called the lone wolf syndrome. I was in my 20s and I didn't like asking for help for anyone. And I felt like it was all about me and my abilities and having to have all the answers. And so in my 20s, I was working in the advertising agency world and I wanted to be success 101. And I was working long hours and I was really wanting to project this image of having it all together and all figured out. And I felt like if I asked for help or admitted where I was struggling, that that would be a sign of weakness. But inside, I was quietly dying. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't eating well. I was working killer hours. But I did not want anyone to ever know that. I wanted to make sure my life looked good. And I projected this image of having it all together. And so that worked really great until I lost my job. And now I had virtually killed myself with work. And I had nothing to show for it except for anxiety and chest pains and ulcers and Now I was really insecure because I had no job. And what I longed for, even though I didn't know it at the time, what I longed for was someone or anyone to come alongside me and help me to learn a better way to live. I mean, we all struggle, right? We all struggle, whether we're now in our 20s or our 50s or 80s, whether it's finding a job or our health or realizing our dreams or having confidence or our faith or figuring out why we're even here. And so I've learned and come to learn that There's power in doing life in circles. And I think I'm not alone in that. But my encouragement is that life can be so much better when we're surrounded by a circle of encouragers. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. And I'd like to ask you, how do you then go out and ask for help or advice or encouragement when you had projected this image of I've got it all together? I'm the one you come to for advice and help. I think you almost have to come to a place of brokenness where you're basically like, I don't have any other choice. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes us to that point where we've come to the end of our abilities or we've come to the end of our own natural gifts or talents. And we say, there's no other way that we can do it unless we ask for the help from others. And I want to ask for help before I get to that place of brokenness, because it's it's heavy to carry that burden on your own. And it's hard to say it's all about me and that lone wolf world. But when you invite others in to help you, there's power and strength in that. And you can do more when you invite others in to care for you and grow you and help you along the way. But it's about being vulnerable. It's coming from a vulnerable place. It's dropping the ego. It's about embracing humility. I like to think of it this way you're not inviting others in to help you, you're allowing others to help you. Because just like you are an encourager and a helper, there are so many others out there. And as soon as you allow them in, they will come. Absolutely. How is a inner circle that you create different than your family or your good friends? And I know that sometimes members of those groups can be your inner circle, but what's the difference of that group and allowing others from different perspectives coming in? What I believe about circles is there are no hard and fast rules about it. There's a lot of people that have talked about circles. Um, There's a lot of great resources. Andy Stanley is one that I love and look to and has written a lot about circles. It's truly about surrounding yourself with people who bring out the best in you. And that may be friends, it may be family, but it's getting clear about who that is. You know, there's an expression that says that People will build their homes from their resources in their midst. And so I believe you can think of it like that with the resources that you have in your midst. Who you surround yourself with is who you become. The people I'm surrounding myself, are they bringing out the best in me? 
families are supposed to love you unconditionally, but sometimes they don't always love you unconditionally. You know, I love my family and they are great, but they may not be the ones that I want to share my big goals and dreams with where I struggle. And so it's just getting clear about that. Same goes with friends. I've had some friends that have been great and have partnered with me and have come alongside me to nurture me in the best of my gifts. But then I've had also friends that have led me down wrong paths or influenced me in ways that are less than where I want to be. And so I think it's personally about getting really clear about who is it that's bringing out the best in me. So it's not having hard and fast rules, but it's saying who's going to support me on my journey of discovering my best self. And those people may change, often do change throughout your life. There may be aspects of your life where you have different groups of circles. Absolutely. I've had different kinds of circles. And I was in my 20s, I really needed a lot of career support and people teaching me about confidence. And so I had wise encouragers that showed up and helped me along the way. And as I you know, evolved and was in a young married season, I was able to be in part of some young married groups to help coach and counsel each other on best practices. And so you're going to evolve and change. And some, sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's family, and sometimes it's a mixture of all of that. Other guests I've had in the past have touched on this topic of surrounding yourself with people who are going to nourish where you want to go and be the type of person that you want to be. There is this quote that I found that says, frequently people limit their life simply because they lack belief in their abilities. And that may be because they're with a group that is just kind of standing still and you stay with this group that is not where you want to be. You are limiting your life. And it doesn't mean you have to give up your friendship with these people or your association with them. But if you want to go in the direction of where you want to go and you need someone to give you some fuel, boost you, encourage you, then you just have to make a deliberate turn in that direction and allow those others to come to you. You call it a huddle. It's not just your circle, it's your huddle. Why is that even more powerful than circle? I love the reference to sports and the football huddle. And if you think about a football huddle, it is a bunch of people that have a lot of different jobs and they bring a lot of different gifts to that huddle. But you all have one common goal. You're all coming together to move that ball down the field. You all start with that play in mind. And each person knows what's going to happen and how they're going to work together to get it. And so you protect each other, you block, you clear paths for each other, you cheer each other on, and you're all dedicated to that same goal. And so I believe when you think about the huddle that way, there's power in that kind of unity that can't really be achieved on your own. Andy Stanley, who I mentioned prior, um, he's one of my favorite pastors from Atlanta. He has this famous quote about circles where he says, life change happens in circles, not rows. And while he's talking about the corporate church, I think that works beautifully in life because the circle reminds us and gives us a place to gather for that important life work. At this point in your life, what areas are important to you of where you want a support group, a circle, encouragers to help you continue on your way? So I've had various circles over time. There was a season in my life um, where I had a writer's circle where we met together, we swapped story ideas, and we cheer each other on and submitting different places and best practices. So at that season, I was really committed to working with a writer's circle. When I was in my homeschooling season, I had a homeschooling circle where we met once a week and we'd have lunch and we'd encourage each other and swap curriculum or swap ideas for best practices. And I've had marriage circles where I came together with other couples And we would work through a specific curriculum and every week we'd get together and we'd do work and we'd ask hard questions. 
And I've also had fitness and health circles. My husband and I, when we were newly engaged, we decided we wanted to run a marathon together. And so we got together with a fitness circle where we trained every week on Saturdays. We do long runs together and we have nutrition coaching and nutrition counseling and we share food ideas and training ideas. But one of the neatest circles that I'm a part of right now, we call ourselves the creative curators circle. It sounds like a really neat circle, but it didn't start off that way. How it started off was a couple of years ago, I decided that I personally needed more encouragement from a creativity standpoint. I felt like I was pursuing all these exciting new things and I wanted to come from a place of fullness. And so there was a magazine that I was interested in called She Loves, and they were putting together a group of women. And so you signed up to be part of this circle and they put you together with a couple other women from around the country. And when I signed up for it, I immediately thought, oh no, what have I done? I don't even know these people. We don't have a format. We're just going to get together and have this random chat. And how is this going to be a good thing? And um, the rule was that we would have a word that we would use as our theme. So for example, it would be leap or renewal or joy. And so our leader would come together with this one word theme and we would have no structure. We would basically just talk about the theme and how it was manifesting in our lives and where were we seeing joy or where were we seeing renewal. And at first it was clunky, like all groups I think are pretty clunky when you're getting started. But over time, it evolved into this amazing place and almost sacred place that we could come together and just do life together. And we could hold it in a way that was free to allow it to become what we needed in the season that we were in. And if you looked at us on paper, you would probably yawn because looking at us and just who we were, you know, I was a mom in North Carolina that homeschooled. It was a grandmother in New Jersey who was retired. It was a former nonprofit worker in Florida and a professor in Canada. And so these four random women would get together once a month and talk about this theme. But I tell you, that group has been more life-giving than I would ever imagine. And we have grown together through some really difficult things, whether it was facing loneliness during COVID or whether it was facing breast cancer that we were coping with together or loss of loved ones and family or over death. And, but we've also had amazing triumphs that we've shared and cheered each other on with, whether it was writing a book or launching a podcast, or being brave enough to finally share your poetry in a public forum. So that little group, this little mighty creative curator circle has been such a wonderful life-giving thing to just cheer each other on and hold each other's best self. Those are the best kind of circles where you can just show up as you are and talk about how you're moving closer to your dreams. You went out looking for something or you something was intriguing to you, and then it morphed into what the members of it wanted it to become. So how do you go out and find a circle or does the circle come to you? Well, I like word. I'm a word nerd. So I like word images. So my thing is I say circles give us life in 3D. And so the way I would encourage folks to remember or how to find your own circle is to consider the 3Ds. Number one, decide what area of your life you most need encouragement. And a couple good questions to ask yourself might be, what areas am I struggling with now? Those are usually the things that are keeping you up at night or what's bugging you most about your life right now, or what area that you're willing to dedicate some time and intention to care for. The second D is to determine. Determine what you want it to look like. What do you want your circle to look like that's a true reflection of your life? It may not look like what Cara has for her circles. It may be completely different, but a couple good questions to ask are, what would you like your circle to look like? And what's the simplest way for you to connect with people who might be interested in that area? 
You may be part of a faith community. You may be part of a nonprofit or organization or a group of people that have different interests. So ask, what's already in front of you? So the first D is is decide what, what you want to focus on. The second D is determine what you want it to look like. And the third D is dive in, go for it, get started. That's the hardest part. And a lot of times you want to make sure until it's right or perfect or have all the conditions to be good. Like I started off with my group, it was less than ideal when we started, but the most important thing is to get started. And a couple of good questions to ask yourself as you're getting started are, how can you make it meaningful? What can you do to bring out the best in each other? And how can you hold each other accountable to your best versions of yourself? Where can you get started looking? Are there any specific areas? Well, I think it's about really being open. You know how like things show up for you when you start to look for them. So I think it's about being open to say, hey, I'm struggling with anxiety. And so I really need to start being open to what's available to me that could help me in this journey. And to be open also to other people in terms of their seasons and ages and interests. Like I shared before with my creative curator circle, we were all at different seasons in life and different ages and interests. And so it was a really fun way to come together and learn from other wise voices and have other wise equippers pour into me. I'm a person of faith, so I always encourage people to pray about it and invite God to put people on their path that can show them the person they need to grow into and to help them on this journey. And like anything, like potlucks and fun parties, people like to be invited personally. So if you know of friends that are pursuing things that you're interested in, go ahead and invite them personally to say, hey, I'm working on fitness or I want to learn about better wellness strategies. Would you partner with me in that? And I think people love to be invited personally. Um, social media is certainly a great place to go and you know look for different resources and groups. I think there's pretty much a Facebook group for every single interest at this point, but start with on what's on your path, being open to what's there. And even if it's less than perfect, just to get started and to see how it grows from there. And it's a pretty wonderful adventure to start heading towards the type of person you want to be or the skills you want to achieve. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's about being brave too. I mean, just a personal example for me is I really always longed to surf and I just wanted the chance to learn how to do it, but I had no good reason to want to learn to surf. I mean, it was expensive. I was kind of terrified of sharks and jellyfish and rip currents, but literally every time I would look at a surf magazine or I would see a documentary about surfing, I would get this twinge in my heart that was just like, I longed to do that. There was somewhere in me that just longed to learn how to surf. But in my head, I thought, well, there's no good reason to do that. I'm not capable of that. But this year, even though there were all these other reasons not to pursue it, I believed it was a reason enough because it was a dream that lived in me. And so I decided to start really simply and just getting healthier. I said, well, if I want to learn how to surf, I better start walking or at least moving in some way that's healthier. So I invited some friends to walk with me on a regular basis so I could get stronger And then I asked some folks to show me what they did for upper body strength. So I invited some people to teach me their upper body moves and how to do a burpee or a plank or things that would be getting me stronger. And because I love events with family, I asked my son, can we schedule this surf date together so that I have accountability in that? So this past May, I surfed for the first time and I was so excited to surf. And, you know, I didn't surf expertly or even like perfectly, but I did get up on a surfboard and I was so excited to be able to say that I was the kind of person that knows how to surf. But I tell you, I could not have done it without the 
the help and encouragement of people that I invited into my circle to walk beside me and to say, you can do this. Let's do this small thing together every day until we get to that point. And so it had an amazing halo effect on everything else. That little surfing thing that just gave me such a confidence for so many other areas of my life. And when you pursue your dreams, it can't help but change you. When you're brave in an area where you've dreamed about, it can't help but have a halo effect on everything else you do. Have you discovered that the great majority of the people that you kind of do show your vulnerability to go out of their way to help you? Absolutely. We all struggle. And so if you have an opportunity to encourage someone in that journey towards their dream, it's just a chance to move them forward. And I believe those that refresh themselves also refresh others in the process. So when you help someone else on their journey, it can't help but benefit you as well. Kara, one of the amazing things you've done is written a book about homeschooling, which is near and dear to your heart. I know you had a circle and a support group that helped you achieve that dream as well. Tell us a little bit about your book. Sure. So after that journey of 10 years of homeschooling, I really was inspired to put that down on paper as a way to celebrate and honor all I had learned in that journey in hopes that it could help others. There were a lot of life lessons and struggles and tears and um, things that I learned along the way that I felt like so many other wise encouragers and equippers had poured into me all through that journey that I just wanted to capture that and pay it forward so that other folks could also learn from those lessons and not feel like they're a lone wolf in the situation of homeschooling. So I did write a book um, this year. It's called Nourish, Encouragement for Parents Homeschooling Through High School. You can find it pretty much wherever books are sold. And so Amazon, Apple, Google, folks can also find it on my website, caramclaughlinlife.com. And I can share a link of that in the show notes with you. But your listeners can, if they are interested in following me, I have a weekly blog of encouragement they can check out and subscribe to. And so every week I write a story about, you know, all sorts of different things, but sharing weekly encouragement. Cara, thank you so much for all of this good advice and sharing your story. And you truly are an encourager. Thank you, Dr. Laura. There is so much help out there for you. You only need to put out the alert, allow the help to find you, and let it in. Don't limit yourself because you lack belief in your abilities. You can do so much more and be so much better than you think you are. If you'd like to share this episode or find out more about Cara McLaughlin, check out the show notes at howtolife.com slash 078. Her website and all of her links will be there. If you like this topic about how to find others who contribute to your life in a positive way, I recommend listening to episode 23, How to Tune Out the Negative Talk of Self and Others. Mike Lander is also a proponent of surrounding yourself with those who inspire you to be your best. If you don't have your own huddle yet telling you how great you are, you might also want to check out episode number 70, Get Out of Your Own Way. In that episode, Sheen Towers talks about how to free yourself from habitual negative self-talk with the dialogue of self-liberation. If you're finding this podcast valuable, please hit that five-star button before you sign off. And why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the How to Life podcast and the YouTube channel, How to Life as well. You can also find all of my content on my website, howtolife.com. Please join me again next Tuesday for more good instruction, inspiration, and insight. 
I've got more good stuff coming your way. Take care, everyone. Have the best week. If you're keeping up with the flow, then keep going. If you need a break, take a rest. If you need some help, invite someone in. You're doing a great job. It's all good. You got this.